Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Here we go, boys. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. This week's episode is the Disney Deathmatch live from Indie PopCon at the Indiana Convention Center. In the gray corner, Corey Hakuna Frittata Miller and his movie, The Lion King. And in the red corner, Vic, father of the princess and the frog Miller and his movie, The Incredibles. I'm your host, Brad Scott. Let's get ready to podcast. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. We are live here at Indie PopCon. We usually record live from Corey's Kitchen, but Corey, where are we at? We are at Indie PopCon in uh, the Convention Center. Yes, and we are actually in the food court of the Convention Center, so we are pretty much in the kitchen of Indie PopCon. Uh, we want to thank all of our Showdown fans that showed up. Thousands of Showdown fans came to hear this live episode of the Showdown. We are humbled by your support, and we hope to put on a great show for you today. Uh, give you a little bit of a background. Uh, my name is Brad Scott. I'm a stand-up comedian here in Indianapolis. You can see me often at Crackers Comedy Club. I am joined by my co-host, Corey Miller. He is an independent filmmaker. And Vic Miller, he is a professional gamer. Boys, welcome to PopCon. Yes, glad to be here. Awesome. Now, uh, if you don't listen to the show, I'm guessing that's most of you. Here's what we do. We take two movies. We put them up against each other. These guys will argue their case, and then I will make a decision on which movie had the better argument. And um, we do another little thing. We like to give you my history of the movies involved in today's battle. That would be The Lion King, and that would be uh, The Incredibles. Welcome to Brad's History. The Lion King, as most kids from the 90s, was my all-time favorite animated movie in history. Uh, I think I consider it to be one of the best Disney movies of all time. Of course it is. It is phenomenal. And Corey will pick it. The soundtrack, the voice cast, everything was great. I've never seen The Incredibles. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the battle. <laughs> That's a great rundown. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to Vic to actually stick up for his movie and convince me that it's better than one of my all-time favorite. And you as got always, a daunting task. As always, the black man's got to fight out of the corner. Absolutely. So uh, we started off with a coin flip. Uh, Corey, why don't you make the call? All right. I'll go heads. Heads. Siri, flip a coin. Tails. It's Tails. Vic, are you going to defer or are you going to get out of the gates and go? I'm going to defer. Ooh. Defer, all right. Ooh, he Corey, never defers. tell us about The Lion King. Okay, in case you hadn't seen this movie, uh, it starts out, it's 
Uh, it starts out with uh, Simba being born and with the, the song that we heard at the beginning. Uh, and and his, his growth from a young lion into, uh, well, the, the whole story is from him. The movie starts out much better than you're explaining it. Is <laughs> it starts out with him being born and then trying to, starting to learn a life lesson from his dad, Mufasa. And he, Voiced by Morgan Freeman. Phenomenal, phenomenal voice. No, it's actually Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, How did they not put the line in the movie then, Simba? <laughs> I am your father. I was actually wondering that myself. There are plenty of memes of that. <laughs> um, so we, we jump forward a little bit, and uh, as they're looking over the land, uh, his dad tells him, you can't go down there. You can't go into that area because that's like the bad area. That's the east side of Indianapolis, Simba. You must never go there. Right. <laughs> and everyone that lives on the east side of Indianapolis now hates you. Oh, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> They've turned on you. Happy to have an opinion. <laughs> so, uh, but of course, being a young kid, or in this case, a lion, he uh, doesn't listen and wants to go and find out what's going on. So he, so he, he ventures over there and he finds out why he shouldn't be going over there. And that's because there's some hyenas over there. That's where they hang out. That's where it's, all the it's him and his play cousin, right? Yeah. Uh, Nala. Nala, yeah, yeah. yeah. His play cousin. His play cousin. <laughs> we'll get the, to that later. Yeah. <laughs> I got a family tree that doesn't quite was make there, sense. Was there a racial divide with the hyenas? Were they representative no. of anything? No. Well, no. I just thought because Whoopi Goldberg was I mean, doing they had, the they had Hispanic, they had white, and they the, had yeah, black. They, yeah, okay. they had Cheech was one of the voices, Cheech Marin. Oh, okay. So it was, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, Good to yeah. see some diversity in Disney. Notice there wasn't a Jewish hyena. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Timon. Who would have thought? That's Timon. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, they end up going over there, and, and, they, and they run into the hyenas, and the hyenas chase after them and, until Mufasa shows up and scares them off. Like a boss. Yeah. Like a boss. Yeah. So um, after after he scares him off, of course he gets in tr- he gets in trouble. But uh, and and Simba is a bit uh, upset because he got in trouble. So uh, he's talking to his uncle Scar. Now. And I had an uncle just like Scar. <laughs> just that dude you can see. Just he's always getting drunk at the family events and <laughs> mad at his brother because he should have gotten the opportunities. Yeah. So uh, his parent have to be to be like your name's gonna be Scar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then they, did they cut him when he got born? And then they <laughs> that was his real name. You know what his real name was? He had a different name. Tony yes, Montana. He had a real name. No, what? what was it? It was Taka. Taka. T-A-K-A. Oh, okay. That was I his had, born name. And I do actually, like Scar better. Yeah. If you're gonna actually, lead again, let me let me tell you how much you don't know about version? your movie. Was that in the book version? No. Uh-oh. What you don't know about your movie Uh-oh. is Scar actually has a backstory that uh, he actually tried to eliminate Mufasa once before. And his uh, inapt ability to do so caused him that scar, and he changed his own name to Scar. So before... You just got served. Okay. Well, you know what? That's not actually in the movie. So if that was a deleted scene, that's not my problem. Well, for a fan of the movie, you think you know more. I'm just saying. I'm not... I didn't say... I, I didn't I, say I was a fan of the movie. I just picked this one. I think it's better than The Incredibles. Oh, so you don't even like your movie. That's what's going on. I never on. said that. You just said that. You're like, I didn't even say I like my movie. That's exactly what you just said. You did just say that. Here, literally did just say I don't, just like, my I don't movie. like my movie. Is this going to be another weekend of Bernie's? Are you going to? Uh, <laughs> are you going to argue that the Lion King? It's a is, drama. Uh, it's, it's a, a buddy sci-fi. cop movie. It's, it's a, a sci- buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the sci-fi. It's angle. an animated uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So continue. So anyhow, uh, he goes to talk to Scar. Yeah. Yeah. 
prior to talking to Scar. Scar's also that uncle that gives him his first drink of beer, right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And gets, has him him, and gets, gets him a prostitute at some point. Gets him a little herb on right. the side. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell your mama about this. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So before talking to him, Scar actually is talking to the hyenas, and he gets this idea uh, that he should kill Mufasa because if he kills Mufasa, uh, then he can possibly take over take over the land. He can be the, the basically the king, the king, the big lion, the big big name. So he what he does is he he hatches this plan to and uh, by talking Simba into getting Mufasa in this cavern area where he'll end up having a bunch of gazelles or whatever they were uh, stampede over him and kill him. It was him. Uh, like a, it was more like, what was that? It was like a buffalo of yeah, some sort. It, was, wasn't it? it was wildebeest. Wildebeest, yeah. Wildebeest. And, wildebeest. That's a, yeah, and that's you're like completely about. wrong. I cannot let you do this to this movie. This is such a good movie that you are destroying it. You're completely out of order. I'm not out of order. You are. You're out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> You're talking about hyenas before you went to see the hyenas. You skipped like one of the best this songs in the whole. This whole food court's out of order. <laughs> this whole food court's out of order. You missed one of the best songs in the, in the whole thing where, where Simba America's basically describes how he's going to destroy is out the entire order. lion pride. <laughs> that's a king. that's a song that everybody forgets about anyway. Everybody only knows like the two songs, like the two big songs, the Hakuna Matata. Oh, I disagree right there. The I can't wait to be king. You say I can't wait to be. Oh yeah, forgot about it. Can you feel the love tonight? That's talking about. Can okay. you feel, that was my talk as a child, by the way. I didn't get birds and the bees from Dad. I got Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Elton John about <laughs> lions. That's how I found out about the birds and the bees. Continue. So, so, Simba, so Simba goes uh, down into this, into this ravine, and he realizes the, uh, that uh, these wildebeest are uh, stampeding, so he tries to get out uh, of the cavern, and then Mufasa swoops in to save him, but at the same time, he actually can't get out and is, is trampled over. Um, actually, he's not trampled over until Scar um, basically sticks his claws in into the, his paws and he falls in and gets trampled. Yeah, man. Did you cry? Mm, I didn't cry. You it were was, in your like. Yeah, he was, cried. That dude cried. You were in your fifties. Yeah. So I don't know if your tear ducts had dried up yet or not. It was but one of those I, oh, like choked up moments. Like, oh my god, really? You're gonna kill? Still Mufasa? can't watch it to this day. <laughs> Still can't. So continue. So Mufasa's dead. So Mufasa's dead, and then Scar tries to tell Simba, it's your fault. And, before, and so nobody knows, you might want to leave town. So he leaves town. Instead of just doing the smart thing and killing Simba right there when no one's around, no mm -hmm. one can see what's going on, like snap his neck, throw him out with his dad, yep. say he got Put your foot over. on his throat. Yeah, yeah say he Eliminate got ran over the threat. The and yeah. become king and not have anybody challenge you. But instead he's like, run away. Yeah. Yeah, you're going for king. Right, yeah, you're gonna have to kill problems. some kids along yeah, the way. You gotta crack a few eggs well, and make an omelet. Well, like like any bad guy in a movie, they always make that one little mistake that you know was obvious to everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he sends the inept uh, hyenas that couldn't catch him the first time after him to catch him the second time. Yeah, Scar makes all kinds of stupid decisions yeah. during this entire. Yeah, movie. he's not the, he's not the smartest. I mean, he's, he's, well, he's still a to rookie. To be fair, he is a lion, <laughs> and he's still a rookie at being a bad. I guy. don't know how much battlefield experience he has <laughs> or. Army commando experience he has, but uh, so Simba leaves. So Simba leaves, uh, and Scar takes over the land. Which at that, which by doing so, the land ends up going, uh, going in a, in a negative direction. Everything starts dying. Yeah, no, off. I was like, is Scar running this place or Mike Pence? I mean, come on now, right? <laughs> so, uh, so anyhow, Simba passes. on you already. <laughs> <laughs> Simba passes out and. Uh, and he's found by Timon and Pumbaa. Er. Which, by the way, man, very progressive of Disney. 
They were the first, but they beat Modern Family to have a right. gay couple as a focal point of yeah, their plot line. Exactly. Timon and oh, just amazing. Yeah, hats off to them. So, uh, so they find him and uh, and they kind of become friends with him, and they they basically raise him mm-hmm. and uh, feeding him what they what they eat. He learns to eat off that, and then uh, as as time progresses, uh, Nala runs into him, literally, and uh, and then tells him what's been going on. Which and is even so more ridiculous in the course of this whole thing. So he's been gone for like 15 years. They show his progression of him growing up, living with them. He never home. really said it was 15 years. He it's was like five, and he's like almost a full-grown lion. So I'm giving him like 15. They, like he's 15. How old was fast. Cecil? Who? Cecil. Cecil. The, first, or the, the next Mufasa. You don't remember Cecil the lion? No. <laughs> no. Really? No, Neither no. of you? No. Do I have to give it to myself? Yeah. yeah. Have at it. Yeah. You don't remember Cecil the Lion that no, got murdered? not okay. at all. No. So, uh, so Some time has anyway, passed. My point was that like, she shows up. She's hunting for the pride because they're all hungry because basically well, Scar has like destroyed the pride lands. Which is honestly, though, not factually correct. Lions, the lionesses do the hunting correct. for lions. Correct. But she's doing the hunting, right? She goes after the pig. And just because Simba's like, no, don't eat him. She doesn't eat him. So everybody goes hungry. Like, but she recognized started, him, I right? She knew it was Simba. I guess. Yeah. After I, 15 years. Old flames burn long, Vic. Old flames Ooh. burn long. So he see When you're from the same family tree, it's not hard. I don't think you're uh, from the same family tree. There was though. only two lions in that entire pride. Two two male lions in that entire pride, right? That and you Disney saw. Disney prides themselves on the fact that they went hard on the traditional real things that lions do. Which Except for pride, having the male lion hunt. Which is, yeah, which in a lion pride, uh, only the king actually mates with the females. Which means Nala's his sister. Oh, this is so Star Wars. <laughs> she is Leia. All right, that's it. Well, we, well, we did have Darth Vader in it, so it only makes <laughs> sense. Um, so anyhow, he doesn't really want to go back because he figures um, it, he d- just doesn't want to because he knows he's the cause of what happened. Uh, and then uh, Simba's kind of like LeBron. He shirked his responsibility. You know, like he <laughs> left. He left Cleveland. Went to hang out with uh, Timon and Pumbaa, a.k.a. Bosch and Wade. And then everybody's like, no, you got to go back. Cleveland's falling apart. Why we- does this always go back to the heat? Because <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. My apologies. Okay. So anyhow, the baboon that we saw in the beginning of the movie. Rafiki. The- Rafiki. That's the Corey of the movie, by the way. I figured that out. <laughs> that's a, he's a heathen Rafiki. I was thinking more like Pumbaa, considering the gas situation. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Continue. He, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> So anyway, you're gassy and you're old, Corey. That's uh, what we were saying. Go ahead. Uh, okay, got it now. Thank you. And we like to call you Mr. Pig. <laughs> so, uh, so anyhow, he uh, he sees in his little drawings that uh, Simba is still alive. So he's got hope that the land can come back together mm-hmm. and, and be be like it once was. So he sets out to find him. At the same time that Nala has already found him and trying to convince him to come back. He ends up running into him finally and convinces him. He shows him, uh, shows him a vision in the sky of uh, Mufasa. And he realizes, yeah, I got to go back. I got to fix this. So he gives him an acid trip. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he sees his dad. So, uh, so they end up going back, all of them. Wait, is that, is that the part where he flops no. down on the... Okay. No, that, that's a little bit before. Okay. And uh, I know what you're getting at. 
So they all go back and they realize they, they come up with a plan out of how they're going to uh, how they're going to sidetrack the hyenas who are basically protecting their where their way in. So Timon and Pumbaa they dress they dress up in uh, hula skirts and, and do a little dance, and uh, while everybody else goes around the backside, and uh, and they run and they uh, Simba finds his mom. Now, mind you, there's legions upon legions of hyenas. When they run those hyenas off, they run off like five of them. Like five of them chase after them. Where are the rest of all those hyenas? Because when he was, when Scar was doing his song, there was like just oh tons yeah, like the whole them cave of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a deleted scene that showed all of them leaving. Oh, that's your that's yeah. your defense. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so uh, so anyhow, he Simba finds his mom. And talks to her and says, "You know, we got we we got a plan," and uh, and they end up. He ends up battling Scar, because Scar comes in and they end up battling, and he ends up admitting, you know, that I that he killed Mufasa. So everybody is everybody's ready to to gank up on Scar now and take him out and make sure that he gets taken out, which he ends up getting taken out. The hyenas and during the fight. He makes a comment about the hyenas saying, uh, I, f- I forget the exact wording, but basically saying that they were just pawns uh, in, in his whole thing. So they, so they get mad, and they all go after him, and then the land starts to come back to normal. Now, the one thing that's underlining about the whole, about the whole film is basically it's Hamlet, the play Hamlet by <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare, put so in a Disney Bambi form. for the dead dad. Yeah, so it's Hamlet... Uh, and played out as lions in, instead of actual people. Uh, like we said, there's, there's some great songs in the, in the movie that, ever, that everybody knows. Uh, we've actually uh, talked about a couple of them, Hakuna Matata being one, uh, Circle of Life. Um, and it's a, I believe it's a Grammy Award-winning soundtrack as well. And, we've, and we did mention that there are... What was that about? Uh, you literally were like, oh, it's such a great soundtrack. We've talked about it. And then you listed two songs. <laughs> well, I didn't write them all down. But then we... I don't know the names of them. Ten minutes ago, we, we named off like named six. Like, yeah, like we've been and talking you gave us about two. Okay, sorry, time. go ahead. Uh, fine. Then. It is a Grammy. I think it did win some Grammys. Yes. And, uh, and, then, and then the voice acting, uh, you had a lot of big name people. You had Matthew Broderick in there. Billy D. Williams as Mufasa. <laughs> Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was young Simba. Man, that was when he was the balls. Yeah. Right? Like, that's when, I mean, they hadn't dropped yet, but he was the biggest thing in pop culture and entertainment. But where is he now? Uh, I think he might be in rehab. I don't know. He might be here. (laughs) We never know. He's he's signing in booth. Signing Uh, hammers and. Yeah. um, And then. Wilson's next to him, but, you know, Wilson is behind a curtain, so you can only see his eyes. Uh, Like we said, we had Whoopi Goldberg. uh, uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane was another one, too. Uh, James Earl Jones. Again, just kind of gives more credence to Timon and Puma. Yes, exactly. (laughs) A little more than Hakuna Matata going on there, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, The movie did spawn two sequels. As well as a uh, st- a uh, Broadway stage play, which has been traveling around. I would have jumped right to the stage play. Yeah, I wouldn't have mentioned that t- the two sequels actually hurt your argument. Well, I I did it's mention chipped it. away at the lead straight, you had straight created. to DVD. <laughs> but I I did just 
gloss over. You can't. You can. You, those movies you can't take serious once they're not in theaters because it's like, oh, Lion King Seven, Zazu's Revenge. You know, like <laughs> Is that it just one with gets the white old. Zazu. <laughs> yeah, that's what the white His Zazu. Clone? Show him your white Zazu. Okay, hold on. So one of the running gags on the Showdown Court Pops Showdown Court Showdown podcast is Corey is a racist, but has never said a racist thing in his entire life. So of course, when he got the Zazu bird, he had to make sure he got the all white uh, Zazu bird. And then fought me for about ten minutes that that was the no, correct no, color that, of Zazu. Well, his argument wasn't that Zazu was white. His argument was Zazu should have been white. Oh, that that's was what it was. I missed that. Let's just set it there. Set it right there. Um, <laughs> I completely missed that as the argument. Uh-oh, Corey, you got two minutes. Oh, um, so anyhow, okay, this is, this is fun. Uh, so anyhow, everybody loves this movie. Everybody's seen this movie and probably is considered one of Disney's greatest uh, current animated films. I mean, when you, when you, when you look you at their whole... current? Yes, I did say you current. Know the movie is? Huh? Do you remember how old the movie is? Um, I think it came out in 95. And what year is it? Well, it's still Do current. You know how many when I say current, when I say current, I don't mean like the fifties cart animated films, like the fifties, like like the, the old Peter Pan. Of Disney movies that have come out since this movie. Yeah, but this is still one of, one of their greatest ones. And that th- you can say, but not yes. current. Yes, like and, and 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 compared to Incredibles, it was a much better. It was a bu- much better watch. That's it. That's it? To your corner. I can't hear To your corner. I can't hear it, so I'm going to take your word for it. All right. Uh, Vic, let's hear about The Incredibles. And please right. don't bore me like this movie did. You didn't even like fired. the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. So The Incredibles is basically a, a story about a, uh, a society of people who um, know that there are superheroes amongst them, and the superheroes spend a lot of time saving the people from injustice and the bad guys, um, until at one point, uh, Mr. Incredible, who's our main character, uh, played by uh, Craig T. Nelson, um, saves a couple Coach. people. Coach, exactly. Saves a couple people. They were really reaching for that cast, too. How do you figure that? Let's get thing? Craig T. Nelson. He hasn't done anything since Coach. Actually, he did a number of movies. Um, I, a number of movies? movies we've had movies we've had on our show. To, I mean, you're going to insult our shows. He was in Poltergeist. That was before this. It doesn't matter. He's still a great I'm talking actor. about since Coach. You're going to tell me you didn't watch Coach? Oh, I watched Coach, okay. but he hadn't done anything Shush. between Coach and, that, and Incredibles. So, Craig T. Nelson he had plays Mr. Incredible. And uh, he is a superhero, superhuman strength, nigh invulnerable. Um, saves a bunch of people from uh, one guy was uh, going to commit suicide. He jumps over a building, saves him, puts him, uh, break, basically breaks his neck. And the guy sues him and then starts a landslide of litigation against him that says uh, they're, they're a menace. Uh, he's a menace. Um, they start suing the government because the government uh, handles the supers. Um, so they put them all in witness protection and tell them that they can no longer be supers. They just have to be normal, average, everyday people, which, as you know, um, is not going to be easy to do. And I'd be like someone telling you, you can't be a comic anymore. You're not allowed to say anything funny. Plenty of people have told me I can't be a comic anymore. <laughs> have you been anymore. able to do it? Yeah, yeah, in spite of them. Go ahead. Well, there you go. So uh, you still continue to do it, and so did uh, Mr. Incredible. He spent a number of years. Uh, he got married. He started a family. Um, he has three kids. He has uh, Violet. He has uh, Dash and Jack-Jack, um, who are each, uh, well, two of them are, are, they already know what their superpowers are. Uh, Violet can turn invisible and, and create a, uh, invisible shields. Um, Dash can run super fast. Um, but Jack-Jack seems to be just a normal human baby throughout the movie. Um, oh. 
They were really stretching. The Cooper Manning of the bunch, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were really stretching for the superpowers. Let's see. Which ones can we, can we steal from Marvel or DC? And how many superpowers do you know of that don't already exist in any kind of way? Name oh. something. Name something completely original. Well, if I just made up something, then I don't want to hear it. Yeah, from no, you. no, no. Make I, up a I superpower. Could... Come okay. on, come on. Uh, I don't want to hear anything from you when your movie was stolen from the Japanese anime. So let's talk about that. Anyway, back to my movie. But that was called the Ryan King. <laughs> Come on, no, I still want to hear Corey's superpower. Kimba the White Lion is all I have to say I'll, to you. I'll tell you Corey's superpower. He's able to uh, disengage an entire audience in a matter of 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> all right, Vic, go ahead. So uh, he, he tries to live a normal life. Um, he comes to the point where he's just bored. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't like his job. Uh, he wants to get out of that. He's, he's just trying to figure out something to do. Um, he... Through the course of, uh, at the beginning of the movie, he is also kind of stalked by this kid who names himself um, Incrediboy. Uh, he's his biggest fan. He's the, kid, the, the, uh, the, the head of his fan club, and he wants to be his sidekick. And he's like, I work alone. I don't want a sidekick. He boots him out of his car, um, and he basically loses touch with this guy who decides that he's going to make his own, light, uh, his own lot in life because he's just a human. He has no superpowers. He just wants to be involved. So he moves off. Uh, they, they start their family. Uh, he eventually works into the point where him and uh, Frozone, who is his best friend, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Again, another reason why I picked this Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. Uh-oh. Plays yeah. Frozone. Yeah, who, who is in all of about four scenes through this entire movie. What does it matter? Come on, you're going to get Samuel L. Jackson. He needs to be in this entire movie. If the movie's not about him... The movie's about the it doesn't matter. Family. Of these mother bleeping superheroes <laughs> on this mother bleeping plane. So uh, they go out on Wednesday nights to bowl as far as uh, his wife thinks. Um, and as they, when they go out, they're actually listening to the scanner, trying to figure out, trying to, to stop crimes. So they're still kind of doing their super thing, but behind, uh, behind lines and uh, not letting people know they're doing it. So they wear ski masks. And whenever something happens, they go and save people. So they go to uh, a burning building, and they, they save these people. Um, bust through the wall, which is actually a bank. The cops bust in and uh, basically hold them up um, and uh, tell them to freeze. And because uh, Frozone uh, freezes the molecules of water in the air, he can't do anything because he was just at the fire. So the cops tell him to freeze. Uh, this is uh, actually a really funny scene. He reaches over, grabs a cup of water. The cop's like, freeze, freeze. And he's like, I'm just getting a sip of water. Takes a sip of water and he freezes the cop, which in today's uh, climate, he would have been shot as soon as he reached for the water. So I don't know. He was white, right? No, frozen no. black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Never would have gotten to that water. Never would have gotten to that water. So he freezes the cop. They, make, they take off and... Uh, yeah, they're they're hiding out, and there is a chick in the in the in the wings watching all this go down. Her name is Mirage, and she works for the big bad of the movie. Um, and he uh, he's have he's trying to get all of the supers to help him develop this super uh, robot that can destroy the Earth um, and destroy mankind. Uh, so he has her recruit him. She starts giving him jobs to do and really making him like happy that he's behind the scenes doing what supers do, which is saving people from, uh, from, from the bad guys and helping them out. Um, but he's, his wife notices that there's something going on and she thinks he's cheating on him. So she picks up the phone and uh, she hears him talking to Mirage. And uh, he's like, well, I'm going. He, she doesn't know he's lost his job. Um, so she tells him that he's going on a, on a, uh, onto a convention for work. And uh, she's like, yeah, okay. So he takes off to the island. 
um, and he is uh, testing this robot, and basically everything he does um, is how the guy figures out whether or not the robot can handle a super a superhero, because he doesn't want superheroes to stop him. What his actual plan is, is to set loose this robot, and as a human with technological advanced gear, a la whatever, he's going to stop the robot, um, become the hero of the day, and then sell all of his gear to normal people so everyone in the world can be super. That way, supers are inconsequential since they hurt his feelings when he was a kid. Um, so the story goes on uh, along that lines. He gets him to do a bunch of work for him. He eventually captures him and uh, because he wasn't able to kill him, which is what he's been doing. He's been having the supers come to him, test the robot. The robot kills the supers, or they defeat the robot. He upgrades the robot. The robot kills the supers. And he's been offing all of the superheroes, so there's no one left to save humanity but him. Um, so it's a pretty in-depth in plan. Um, once he gets past that point, um, the, the, uh, his wife, uh, incredible, incredible girl who is actually, uh, she's got like stretch arms, like stretch arm strong ability. So she can like extend her. her I body thought she out. was Elastigirl or something like that. Uh, you called, him a, well, you called her Incredigirl. Cause she's, well, sorry. She's Mrs. Incredible, honestly, because they, when they, when they merchandise her, they couldn't use Incredigirl because that's a DC Marvel. So anyway, Elastigirl. So uh, she figures yeah, out right. that he's not where he's supposed to be. So she uh, she activates a tracking device that's on his uh, on his new suit. Oh, we've all been there, right, <laughs> fellas? <laughs> With the ladies and their tracking devices, and they're extending out rubbery arms. A little bit of life three sixty action going on. So uh, she follows him to uh, to the island where he's been captured, um, and through the course of that, the uh, he believes that they get killed. One of the things about about this movie is that um, it is PG, and they are super heavy into the violence in this thing. Like they just people get killed. Like they think he makes them think that his family just got blown up. Disney They're loves like, to do that, especially with parents. <laughs> Every Disney movie has parents getting murdered or dying in an accident in the first like opening sequence. Right. I'm like, who do you think's bringing my kid to the movie? <laughs> Disney. <laughs> like, Can I get one parent that makes it to the end? <laughs> Well, luckily for you, both parents make it the end of this one. Oh, okay. So it's not so uh -oh. So uh, <laughs> they, uh, he believes that they've been killed. They get hit by rockets on their plane. Their plane goes down. He thinks they're dead. Um, he basically goes aggro and decides he's going to, uh, to try to kill Mirage to get uh, Syndrome, who's the big, the big bad, to, um, played by Jason Lee, by the way, uh, to relent. And he's like, go ahead, kill her. I don't care. I don't need her anymore anyway. I already got you. So uh, he lets her go and... Uh, Meanwhile, the rest of the family gets to the island. They try to figure out what's going on. The mom tells the kids to stay put. Um, she heads out to try to find the dad. Uh, the kids end up getting into trouble, as kids will do. They get chased down by the uh, security guards, um, which is where they really kind of come, they come into their powers, kind of really realize what they can do. Is they've also been stifling themselves the whole time. Um, the uh, daughter keeps herself in like a real tight shell, and the kid is just pissed off because he's not allowed to... He's mad because he's not allowed to, uh, to really use his abilities. So they run around and end up uh, destroying the island, killing off half of the, the, uh, the bad guys that are on the island, um, running them in the walls, just basically beating the crap out of them. Mom finds them, um, helps, her, helps them end the last couple that are chasing them, and then they find the dad. Um, the dad realizes that he, it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, well, I didn't realize what I had until it was gone kind of situations and once he realizes that he's like okay we're going to stay together we're going to work together we're going to stop him from doing this um, and he's launched the killer ball uh, robot to uh, their city which is destroying uh, they fly out to stop it um, they uh, they get there and basically do everything that they can the only thing they realize that they can do to actually stop him from destroying uh, the planet is to get a hold of uh, 
of the bracelet that he's using to control the robot, that Syndrome's using to control the robot, which that idiot right at the beginning of the, of the attack gets knocked out, and the robot goes sentient, pulls a, uh, a Skynet, shoots the thing <laughs> off of his wrist, and tries and realizes, like, I'm not going to let you stop me. So they, they get the bracelet, they end up um, getting control of the robot, um, not before they screw up and, and they like, eject its arms or do all kinds of stuff to cause more problems. Um, they launch the robot's claw at itself. It destroys the robot. They win the day. Uh, Syndrome disappears. Uh, they find out that he, uh, when they, once, they, once they've like, given everybody their dues, they're like, okay, you guys are great, good job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the government's talking about letting them back into, their, uh, into being superheroes, um, and they're, trying, they're heading back home to kind of this be together, and they're calling the babysitter who was left with Jack-Jack, and she's in increasingly freaking out because the whole time that Jack-Jack's been there, he's been, like, doing crap to this babysitter, and you just keep hearing her screaming. She's what? like, I need help. Um, when are you guys going to be back? Uh, you left me with this kid. He's being really weird. I don't understand what's going on. So she's freaking out. And the last thing is like, oh, thanks for sending the replacement babysitter for me. It really helped out. And that's when they realized that Syndrome has Jack-Jack. So Syndrome takes Jack-Jack. He tries to fly off with him. He wants to turn him into his sidekick, train him to be evil to destroy his family, that old uh, turning him to the dark side thing. Jack-Jack realizes his powers, which he's a shapeshifter. Um, he goes through a number of different um, incarnations of himself. He turns into a, a steel baby. He turns into a demon. Uh, he lights himself on fire. He freaks out. He throws a car at him. Uh, Mr. Incredible throws a car at Syndrome. <laughs> if I could be a shapeshifter, I would just be Rob Lowe. All the, time. All the time. All the time. Not, that man is amazing. Not, not, not Robert Downey Jr.? No, no, no. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. You, you that forget voice. He, he loves Rob Lowe. <laughs> that voice, man. That's Shark Week. <laughs> Speaking of Shark Week. Uh, so he throws his car at him, at, at Syndrome, which hits the plane. The plane starts to crash. Syndrome gets caught. His cape, which throughout the entire movie, they keep talking about how capes are a bad idea for superheroes because they cause problems. And they've shown like how capes have killed other superheroes. So he's like flipping out. He's getting ready to slide off of the thing, which if he hadn't a cape, the uh, propeller in the in the, uh, the the thruster in the airplane sucks his, sucks him in, mm -hmm. and supposedly, as far as we know, he dies. Um, and the this was, was sinister. Uh, syndrome. 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 Did you he say sinister urge? Huh? Did you did he say sinister urge? No. <laughs> you got two minutes, Vic. So he uh, the family basically comes together. They decided they're going to uh, let themselves uh, survive and and be supers. They let uh, Dash run a race uh, for the school. He starts running. He's going really slow. They're like, no, 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 speed up. He starts going too fast. And he's like, no, no, slow down. I'm like, come in second. Just come in second. So he comes in second place, wins a medal. Everyone's happy. And at the end of the movie, uh, the mole men come out from under the ground and said, we've been here the whole time. We've been living underneath of you. Now we're going to come and conquer you. We're going to be above you. And that's how the movie ends. And I was happy that those credits started rolling. Seriously, that movie was... For a movie that's about superheroes, it had very little superhero battles. Now, I was, I was excited to see the bat. Let me finish. Very little superhero battles. Yes. I was glad to see. Let me count the ways. I, I was, it was a two-hour movie. I was, the, hold you, on. You want, you want superhero on. battles? Yes. Seeing the battle there towards the end. Have you seen Batman versus Superman? I don't know if you necessarily want well, that, that superhero had, battles. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that had even less. But when you... When you got a two-hour movie, that battle at the end when they're all fighting, when Samuel Jackson's character comes in, when the kids are all fighting the robot, when the, when Mr. Incredible is fighting, that was great to see. And but there was hardly that, any of when that. when they were all fighting against Syndrome's men? 
Yes, it was that boring. Was, that, wasn't no. a, that wasn't a battle? No. It was, it was a battle, but it was boring. <laughs> I was bored. I was falling asleep during this movie. So the kid figures out he can run on, um, run on water. He trashes everybody into things. The, the daughter ends up making herself, uh, she makes a force field and her, around her and the little brother, right? The little brother's like, oh, crap, this is fun. He uses her like a hamster ball. He's like, don't <laughs> let it go. He just starts running in the ball like, and it starts rolling. He starts going through the jungle, like just destroying everything with it, like along the way. I don't know how you don't find any of this entertaining. Yeah, it was just, the, I, thought the, I just thought the fights were, were lackluster, just not fun, just not as fun as, as they could have been. You got a superhero movie, and two hours of two hours of that movie, there was maybe. It's not a superhero movie, though. It's got superheroes it's a, in it. It's a movie it should have more about than ten su- minutes it's a of movie fighting. About superheroes that have been told they cannot use their superpowers. Ha! X Men. Ha! Uh, Winter Soldier, or not Winter Soldier, but uh, Civil War. What's yeah, the point? This is a cartoon. It's the dude. same. It's, it's but it's the same show. thing. If we're gonna f- focus on that, those movies did that better. Killing me, Smalls. It's commercial time. All right. Corey, running for all of you out in the audience, the thousands of Showdown fans, uh, we usually do commercials where we give you our social media information so you can follow along. And I always cut Corey off and make him go last. And I trick him. It's like Lucy with a football. But we're in front of a live crowd. Corey, it's a special episode. It's PopCon. There's no way I would do that to you in front of thousands of Showdown fans. So, Corey, go ahead and give them your social media. All right. You can find me. You're on- so dumb. Vic, go ahead. <laughs> you can find me online at MillerKing51 on social media. You can also find me on Xbox One is Black and Angry. That's BLQ and Angry. Also, if you guys are interested, I do run the largest arcade in the Indianapolis area. You're all welcome to come over and check it out. We are holding, uh, if you come and see me some, at some time tomorrow, uh, you can sign up to win um, unlimited gate laser tag from 5 till 9 o'clock, uh, which is right after the convention hall closes. Until we close at 11 o'clock, you can play as much as you want. Just come and see me, and uh, you'll be entered to win. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Anywhere at the convention, just come find no, us. No, that's at Tilt Studio, oh, ladies and gentlemen. That's, oh. <laughs> In the Circle Center Mall, fourth floor, right above the food court. All right. Now, Corey, it wouldn't be nearly as funny if I did it to you again. So, again, we are big special episode. Go ahead. All right. You can find me. You are so dumb. God. All right. You can find me at bradscottcomedy.com. You can follow me on social media at bradscottcomedy. And uh, click like on Facebook, Comedian Brad Scott. All right, Corey. Again, three. That'd be so stupid. Go ahead. Just get it out. Hurry up. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. You can find me on... Oh, God, we forgot about talking about the show. You can find the show at The Showdown Pod on Twitter, at The Showdown Pod on Instagram, and click like on The Showdown Podcast on Facebook. Somebody should. All right, Corey, go ahead. For real? As real as it gets. Okay. You can find me on Twitter, at NKOGonzo, and also on Letterboxd. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, made a decision as to who is going to win 
this battle. Who's we? We meaning uh, we're going to give the audience a vote. Uh, the audience, uh, thousands of our showdown fans and listeners, have been just sitting here with bated breath. They've been hanging on every word. There's been oohs, there's been ahs, there's been loser game show sounds, there's been Mario deaths, a couple of coins, and even a Zelda sound or two. So we're going to go to the our... Cosmic key. And the, oh, we forgot the Cosmic Key. It might no, make an appearance. You never know. I did it already. Um, so we're going to give you guys, all thousands of you, uh, a chance to vote. Uh, we're going to use an applause meter So by a round of applause, who thought Corey got the win? I'm pretty sure that person doesn't know why they're <laughs> clapping. Who thought Vic got the win with the Incredibles? You got a boo, Vic. So um, <laughs> the audience has spoken. All that we again, we are humbled by all the support. Um, we really appreciate it. Corey gets the audience vote. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he gets the win. It still comes down to me. I can make it a split this decision. Is, this is where I get nervous. You get nervous. <laughs> so let's. Yeah, because we've seen it go wrong so many times. We have. And uh, let's, let's look at what we had here. Corey chose one of my all-time favorite animated movies. Vic chose a movie I'd never seen before. And I had gotten really, I'd been really diligent about you guys being prepared for this live show, making sure you both had watched both movies so you had good notes so you could argue back and forth. And then I did not watch your movie. <laughs> at all. I just, right. It wasn't an opera. It's two hours. It's a long time. It you was. You could have started it. Uh, yeah, I could have. Um, and I, you know what? I got to give the decision to Corey. It's unanimous. Woo! You didn't win me over. Vic. You gave me too much of the plot, and you didn't tell me why. You didn't give me the awards. I didn't hear anything about uh, lists. This guy told me a little bit more. And uh, I wanted it to be unanimous. <laughs> That's a little bit <laughs> more of that, always. too. Yeah. Uh, you know how it goes, though, Vic. Yeah, Those are the breaks. Goes. Keep the black man down. So we have a few minutes here. Um, what are some of your guys, outside of the two we chose today, what are your guys, some of your guys' favorite all-time animated movies? You can go. Well, we already know Lion King's not his. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. You could go adult animated. You could go kids. What do we got? Uh, for me, my, for my, my number one uh, top animated show uh, movie is the original Transformers animated movie. I agree. That's, that's definitely... If not my number one, is that it's the one really where close. Optimus Prime dies? It is. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. Yeah, it is. It is a hard, very hardcore, like, just rough. Yeah, I don't know if it necessarily holds up today because there are some. I've watched it in well, the last few years. That, that sounds like a challenge, honestly. That sounds like that means we need to. Maybe to that'll watch be a Survivor it. series. Maybe, maybe like it will. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's some little things here and there that that are kind of kind of odd watching now, but. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely, like, in my top five. I think my favorite all-time animated movie is South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I remember exactly where I was when I saw it the first time. I was in high school, and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And it still holds up. My daughter loves it. How old's your daughter? She's nine. Yeah. She will be nine. <laughs> it's a good movie. You know what? You, you know what? You, they got to grow up at some point. And uh, it doesn't this is her white men can't jump. It doesn't make me feel so bad when uh, when that came out. We actually took my nephew to see it, and he was probably in – I don't know if he was in middle school yet when we took him. So, And as we're watching it, we're going, oh, we probably shouldn't have done that. Was it the uncle song? Cause yeah. We got the soundtrack too. Yeah. And she, she loves that song. Um, 
Yeah, but yeah, I mean, what, what, when you, you were a kid. you to sing it at home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> at home. At home, of course. Uh, what, what about when you were a kid? What was your favorite? When I was a kid? Oh, man, I can't even. I mean, that was back in the 30s. Yeah, so, 18, so, 30s. Yeah. Uh, Vic? It was Steamboat Willie for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I used to really enjoy, like, the old Saturday morning cartoons, like um, oh, the Hercules, too. Herculoids. Um, oh, I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot younger than you. Yeah, yeah, you're younger than me. But they had the Herculoids, and they had, um, they had uh, Space Ghosts and all those. Oh, I liked that, Space that Ghosts when he became a talk show yeah, host. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that's that's where he got that his start. That was funny. <laughs> that was that was great. That was really funny. And I remember um, just being a kid, like Saturday morning cartoons. They're not like they used to be anymore. Mm. I mean, when you were a kid, you woke up, you had, you know, a few options for channels, yep. and you got yourself a big bowl of cereal. You sat down with your toys, and you played uh, Thundercats, yep. GI uh, Joe, Joe even a little bit when I got a little bit older. X Men. I remember the uh, X Men. Yeah. That was my one of my favorite cartoons. Yeah, the old GoBots. Well, mm -hmm. I think I think Cartoon Network kind of killed Saturday morning cartoons when you've got it when you've got it on twenty four seven. And Netflix shoveled the dirt on top of the cast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hulu. That and the, and the great like the the, the little like um, the little vignettes that they did between the cartoons. Oh yeah. Well, after these messages. We'll be right back. I really thought one of our thousand. There it is. That guy over there <laughs> got it. There we, he's one of the thousands of showdowners. There you go. Um, one one of one of our our fans love us so much they have showdown syndrome. <laughs> One of uh, one of my f favorite animated films has to be Heavy Metal, as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I like the South Park parody of that. I didn't see that. Oh, one. Kenny gets addicted. Yeah, Kenny gets addicted to catnip. Yeah, I I didn't <laughs> see no, that. No, cat one. pee. Excuse me, cat urine. Um, so, Vic, uh, what what was your favorite of the Saturday morning? Um, Saturday morning for me, like I, I was a huge, huge GI Joe fan. Oh, that's right, yeah, big time GI Joe fan. That was that was probably what, my. Was second. that on Saturday mornings though? Yeah, I I thought, yeah. It, was, it was like every used day to of do the, the Sergeant Slaughter used to do like the opening or the yep. closing of it. I remember. Oh, I right was thinking the it was Nintendo during the Power day. Hour. Oh, the Nintendo, the the Super Mario Brothers Super Show is one of the most <laughs> underrated cartoons ever. Absolutely, Captain Lou Albano was a better Mario than Bob Hoskins, right. and I'll go on record saying it. I'll, I'll actually agree with that. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Showdown Podcast. Thank you to the thousands of Showdown Podcast fans that came out to support us here at PopCon. We couldn't do it without your support, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.